1420 WBSM presents Ray Lance of the USA Wealth Group. It's time to get your finances in order. MoneyWise starts now. And good Sunday morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to MoneyWise. MoneyWise is brought to you at this time every Sunday morning by USA Wealth Group. We are in the retirement business, the financial business. We're here to help people have a safer, more profitable retirement and I wonder how many people have ever thought about how much income they will have in retirement. Because in the end, it's really not about the assets that you have. When you go to retire, you need to make sure you have enough income to pay your bills, pay your budget, support yourself, and live the lifestyle that you've been used to uh, using. It's a fact that most people will continue to spend between 80 and 100% of the regular expenses that they've been Uh, used to pay in all their lives at the time they retire. I know I've seen many people in my own office, my own business, who really don't think about it until maybe a year or two before they retire, and suddenly they think, I wonder if I have enough money to retire. Well, the time to think about retirement income and retirement planning and how much money will you have in retirement is really when you start your very first job. If you start to plan at that age, at the young age, when you take your first job and you start establishing the habit of putting some money aside for retirement, when you actually do go to retire, you're going to be very comfortable and very well off and you're not going to have to worry about it any longer. So the first thing I'd like to do this morning is to introduce and say good morning to attorney Mike Coleman. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Uh, Mike, it's always a pleasure to have you here. Um, You're always a great contributor. Mike is a specialist in the area of estate planning and real estate transactions and helping people protect their assets and protect their money with legal documents. Very, very important. Yes. And if you have not done a trust or a will and powers of attorney and healthcare proxies, give Mike a call at 508-998-8800 and he will be happy to help you. You know, Mike, one of the things that I wanted to do today is, I've got a number of quotations from Tom Brady that I want to use. Very relevant. It's relevant and it's timely. Um, They're not necessarily funny or memorable, but there's a whole book of quotations by Tom Brady. So Hmm. I sort of went through and picked the best of the bunch that um, I thought, well, I could use on the show. And one of the things that Tom Brady said, if you like it, you should enjoy it. Moderation in everything. If there's... Things you really love, you should enjoy. You get one life, so you should enjoy it. Yeah. That's a little repetitive, isn't it? (laughs) He wants to enjoy it. (laughs) Well, in any event, Mike, today what we want to do is um, talk to the folks who are listening about retirement income. And retirement itself is a process. It, It really does very much evolve over time. We think, oh, I can't wait to retire. You know, my job is over. Maybe I'm going to have a pension. Maybe I'm going to have just Social Security and I've got to make some other income in some fashion. But retirement income is is really the most important thing about retirement. It's not assets. And we have a number of um, good source material, guides, books, and so forth we're happy to provide. If you give us a call at 508-998-8858 at USA Wealth Group. But let's talk about how retirement should be viewed retirement you should think about when you really are very young and when you start out yes um 
you're still very young. You're not <laughs> not as old as I am. Sort of. <laughs> sort of. Well, um, you're you're still young, Mike. Okay. You're Good. not old. Thank you. You're not middle aged. You're still young. Thank you. I'll so take that. You are experienced, but uh, <laughs> you know, be grateful for all the days that you have. But uh, retirement planning and income planning for retirement is definitely a process that has to take place over your lifetime. Now, if you are already retired, maybe you need to have everything reviewed to see if there's better ways that you can reduce your expenses or have a better budget or increase your income in some fashion. And I wonder how many people right now over the age of 65 who are listening today are still working or still working part-time. I'm sure quite a few, yeah. Yep, and it's not done just because people enjoy it necessarily. It's sometimes Mm -hmm. done because people have to work. They need the income coming in. Right, right. Social Security as a retirement program, I think it was 1933 and 1935, Social Security first came into effect in this country. Yeah, I'm not sure. With uh, Franklin Roosevelt. Mm -hmm. But that was coming out of the Great Depression. Right. And it was regarded as a safety net. Mm Mm-hmm. Today, many people think about it as their own personal pension. Right. But remember one thing about Social Security is that it was never really intended to be your only source of income. Mm -hmm. It was intended to help supplement your income. And a lot of people have forgotten that fact, and they think, I want my Social Security now, or maybe they're not making the right decisions if they take it at age 62. And I know you do Social Security planning. Yeah, we do a lot of social security planning. One of the major things I would think would be if a couple is, you know, both collecting social security and one of them passes away, the correct election to make, you know, at that time. Well, it's not only elections. What happens if you have a married couple, and this does not apply if you have a couple who are living together but not married. Mm -hmm. If you are a married couple and one spouse dies, the surviving spouse is going to end up with the larger of the two social security checks. Mm-hmm. But oh, by the way, you're gonna lose one of the social security checks. You're gonna lose the lesser amount. Right. So if you're a married couple and you're living on two social security checks and you need both of them, uh, you have to remember that when one person dies, you're gonna lose the smaller amount of the social security check. Right, right. What do you do then? That's a good you know? question. Go meet with you. Well, ideally meet with me before then. All right. <laughs> but. Um, a lot of people make incorrect decisions about when to take Social Security also. Um, the fact is that the number one age at which people apply for Social Security benefits is age 62. Mm-hmm. So let me give you a couple of quick rules about Social Security income. We're going to do a whole show on that uh, in the next month or so. But if you just take it at 62 because you say, hey, I can now collect that money and I want it, um, first question to ask is, are you still working? Because if you're still working, you're still working full time and you're not planning to stop working until you're 65 or 66, it's not a good thing to start taking social security at age 62 mm-hmm. unless you really are in desperate straits. But what can happen is if you're still working at age 62 and you activate your social security and start taking that, you may not actually see the checks at all. Hmm. They take some out of it. They may take the money back from you. Yeah. Um, and there's a formula and so forth. Now, you get that money back eventually, though, correct? You'd get it back eventually in a makeup formula, but in the meantime, people think that they're going to collect 
more money at 62, they may not mm -hmm. because the amount of earnings is going to be used as an offset. And okay. like I said, there's a formula for that. The other thing to tell you is that the longer you can defer taking Social Security, if you can wait until 66 or 70, the benefits increase. So roughly from age 62 to age 66, the benefits will be 7% greater every year that mm. you can wait during that time period. Yeah, I was going to mention that I think some people think that they have to take Social Security at 65, but you can actually wait. Yeah, that's another big misnomer. Um, and because at 65, if you're not working and covered under a health insurance plan, you have to sign up for uh, Medicare, mm -hmm. which is a government program. And so a lot of people are under the uh, wrong impression that when you reach 65 and you want to apply for Medicare insurance, uh, you have to also apply for Social Security. Correct. And that's not correct. That's right. You can still defer taking Social Security until later. So from 66, excuse me, from age 62 to age 66, Social Security increases 7% a year. Well, four years, that's 28%. Hmm. Seven times four is 28. Wow. So that's a 28% higher amount you'll get at age 66 mm -hmm. than you would get at age 62. Wow. If you can then wait from 66 to age 70, and there's a lot of factors that go into this decision, it goes up by 8% a year. Mm -hmm. That's a huge increase. So yeah. um, that's another 32%. Right. So what's 32 and 28? It's about 50%. Mm -hmm. So you're looking at about a 50% increase yeah. if you can wait from age 62 to age 70 to yeah. start collecting. I guess it would be a pretty complicated calculation to figure out, you know, if you wait, what you're not going to collect, and then how much more you're collecting when you do mm -hmm. finally start collecting. So I'm sure that's something that you can do. Yep, there are factors. We can do that. We've got several different Social Security calculators. You can do some calculations yourself, although n not everybody is comfortable doing that. You can go into socialsecurity.gov, and they have an online calculator you can uh, play with on the computer if yeah. you're comfortable doing that. But I'm sure they can't actually give you advice on you know when to start collecting. And No, that's, that's a really good point, and we've talked about that sometimes too. There are 20,000 pages of regulations in the Social Security laws. Hmm. Um, I've never read them all, I have to tell you. <laughs> I was going to say, did you? Never planned to read them all. <laughs> but the fact is that uh, it's complicated, and most people, more than 50% of the population, starts taking Social Security at age 62. Mm -hmm. um, and for most of those people, it's just not a good choice. The last thing I'll mention really quickly about it is this. If you're married, and let's say um, it's a typical fact of life that often the husband might have paid more into Social Security than the wife did, mm -hmm. and his Social Security check will be larger, and yep. men typically don't live as long as women do. So if the husband dies first, and his Social Security check is larger, then that's the, the one check that the surviving wife spouse will get. Mm -hmm. And if he waits from 62 to 66 or even longer, that's going to be a larger check for the surviving spouse Correct. for yeah. the rest of her life. Yeah, that's a big deal. So you have to think about all these things and put them into context. And that's one piece of the retirement income uh, puzzle. Um, but the most important thing is, you know, you have to think about what your retirement goals are 
And um, I have to give you sort of a funny quotation from Tom Brady. Okay. <laughs> it doesn't exactly apply, but it's interesting. Tom Brady said, I've had just about everything punched. I've had things grabbed that just shouldn't be grabbed. <laughs> and I've heard stories about the football players when you can't see what they're doing oh, yeah. they're down on the ground. I mean, yeah. they they pinch and they squeeze and they grab and they do all kinds of nasty things. Oh, yeah, in those piles. To try to yeah. disable the other players. It's, <laughs> it's, a, it's a tough, nasty yeah. game, isn't it? Yep. Sort of like applying for Social Security. Yeah, it's tough. But we can help you with Social Security decisions. Uh, just give us a call at 508-998-8858. So, you know, when you're listening today, you have to ask yourself, um, what are your retirement goals? You know, some people think that the old myth is, I'm going to retire and I'm going to travel. And the short answer is, no, you're not. Yeah. You may have a couple of trips or a couple of vacations that you think you want to take, and that's mm -hmm. okay. Yeah. But you're not going to spend your life traveling. Right. And that's First, expensive, too, anyway. It's expensive. Um, you'd be bored crazy. It, you'd be tired mm -hmm. if you did a huge amount of traveling. Yeah. And you have to have the resources to do that. Mm-hmm. And the fact is that most people, when they retire, will continue with the same comfortable lifestyle they had before, mm -hmm. but provided they have the resources. So what are your retirement goals? Uh, do you plan to live in your own home? Uh, do you want to downsize your house? I have people right now as we talk that I'm discussing their plans, and the gentleman isn't going to retire for one more year, and he lives in a house that's in very good condition. They don't have children husband or wife, uh, it's about 20 years old, it looks meticulous, because they never had children living in the house to mess it up, <laughs> basically. Yeah. But they're gonna sell their house, and it will be very marketable, it's in pristine condition, because uh, it has some stairs in it. Oh, right. And so he's building a new house, which is also unusual. Most people at that age don't go to the trouble to plan to buy a lot and then go mm -hmm. build a house. Yeah. Uh, they want a house that's going to be on one level. So do you plan to live in the same house? Do you plan to downsize? What time of the year do you want to plan to do that? Do you want to move in with a family member? Most people don't, but some people do. Or maybe you're going to live in a group facility. Yeah. And yeah. that could be fun. Right. Uh, it can be expensive also to do that. I so, guess maybe if you are, you know, a single surviving spouse, that would be a better option. Hmm. You know, to live in a group facility, have some activities to do and things like that. Yeah. I wouldn't want to, but. <laughs> no, I wouldn't want to either, but, um, well, I have to keep it clean and <laughs> neat on the radio, so I won't say I, I know what you think. I won't say other things. But um, there, there are some certain steps you have to take when you're thinking about retirement. And literally, when you take your first job, you ought to be putting money aside for mm -hmm. uh, retirement income. Right. Uh, if you get into the habit and the discipline of doing that, you're never going to have to worry about financial resources when you retire. You'll also be very attractive to um, another person that you might want to you know, link up with at yeah, some point because right, right. you'll have resources. But the first thing you need to do is understand what is your own time horizon and what's the longevity in your family. Mm -hmm. So think about these things, um, Mike, as an example. We are all living longer. Mm -hmm. I've already outlived the age of my father. Mm -hmm. um, my grandfather died a little older than I am right now, but I expect to live longer than his age as well. Mm -hmm. 
So you have to think about your longevity and what kind of shape you're in physically and mentally and how long do you expect to live in retirement? Here's a little thing that people don't think about when they actually do retire. Most people are going to live at least 20 years beyond the actual time when they retire. And you have to plan for that kind of time. How long do you, how long do you plan to live? How long would you like to live? And are you going to have enough income? So the number one key to all of this is what is your retirement income going to be? And you're not going to get by on just Social Security. If you have been fortunate enough to work for an organization or a government uh, organization where you have a pension, for example, now you can plan that you'll have a pension. If it's a government organization, you may not have Social Security. You may only have the pension. Mm -hmm. There's government pension offsets, for example. And uh, that may not be fair, but it's, it's out there. I'm sure you've met with people who have outlived their resources. I have. I mean, I know that. A the, lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> people sometimes don't expect to live as long as they do, and all of a sudden they find themselves in a position where they've used all their retirement money, and you know, Social Security isn't enough anymore. And so what are your choices then, I wonder? So if you have assets, then you can start liquidating assets, and mm-hmm. you can live off your assets. Right. And there are ways you can create more income. But you need to think about how long do you plan to live. If you're going to retire at age 65 or age 70, for example, plan that you're going to live for at least another 20 years. Mm -hmm. And ideally, you don't wait until you're ready to retire to start thinking about these things. Um, Your spending habits are going to be pretty much the same. You may save a little bit money on uh, commuting or multiple cars in the family. I've seen people that have done that. Mm -hmm. They have two cars because two people are commuting. When they retire, they get rid of one car. They no longer have the insurance cost, the gasoline, everything else. Mm -hmm. Uh, So there are some things you can do to cut down on some spending. But the most important word in my vocabulary when I meet with people is budget. Mm -hmm. You need to know what your expenses are. We, we, We talk about this constantly. We've got some great forms if anybody wants a copy. Um then um, just give me a call and we'll be happy to send you a copy. What percentage of people that you meet with do you think have a budget? 10%. 10%, yep. yeah, yeah, it's not a lot. Nope, most people don't. Uh, they get too busy or too lazy or they just have never really thought about doing a budget. Right. It's critically important. And you have a form that you can? Yep, we've got a great form. We can uh, mail it to you. We can give it to you if you want to stop in the office. We've got a lot of resources like that we can give you. But the budget is really critical because you have to say, all right, this is how much money we spend, and this is what we have for resources coming in. This is our estimated income in retirement. And do they match up? Mm -hmm. Do you have a surplus of income over your expenses? And I've seen a number of people in that position. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I've seen people who retired from the military and then took another job, and sometimes will have... uh, two sources of income coming mm-hmm. in. Okay. and But you need to look at all that. Um, I met with some people just the last couple of days, um, uh, two women who are a couple, they're married, and um, their pension income from one person alone who had worked for the Commonwealth uh, is sufficient for all of their monthly needs. Huh. And they have some fairly significant assets after that, and they're going to inherit some assets as mm-hmm. well. Well, that's nice. <laughs> so their resources are good. They don't have to touch them. 
Most people are not in that same situation. Right, right. Most people have to think about how do I make up the income? So we can help you. We, we can help you create a, a template and show you here's your budget. In fact, we have a one-page form that shows us. You put all your expenses on one side, all your income on the other. Mm-hmm. And then we'll do that and we'll put it into our computer system and give you back a typewritten form that says, you have enough money coming in or you don't have enough money coming in. Mm-hmm. And if you have a gap, here's your gap, here's your retirement income gap. Mm-hmm. How do you make that up? Right. And then we'll start looking at assets. So the second thing that we'll do is we'll create an Excel spreadsheet showing all the assets. Mm-hmm. And are they retirement accounts? Are they IRA accounts? Are they savings accounts, investment accounts? What are they? And then we want to know, if you have a house, is your house paid for? Mm-hmm. You're going to be still paying a mortgage when you retire, or is your house paid off? In which case, you might be able to use the house as a resource. Yeah, I was thinking about that before. Possibly a reverse mortgage. Yep. So a reverse mortgage is something that the office is fully licensed to do. It's under uh, Tenney's license, Attorney Tenney Lance, mm-hmm. and we've been able to help a number of people over the years. That can be a very interesting way to supplement your income, right? Because you can take the money out as um, a lump sum. They don't like to have you take it all at once up front, mm-hmm. but you can take a lot of it out fairly quickly. You can use it to make home improvements. Mm-hmm. So, if you want to live on one floor, but you're in a two-family house, two-story house, I should say, mm-hmm. and your bedroom's upstairs, maybe you can remodel so that your bedroom will now be on the main floor. Yeah, yeah. And you won't have to climb stairs, and therefore you can continue staying in your house longer. Or if you have mortgage payments that you want to eliminate, is that a possibility? Well, it's not only a possibility, it's a necessity. Yeah, yeah. So when you have a, an existing mortgage on your house and you start looking at a reverse mortgage, one of the things you have to do is you have to use the proceeds from the reverse mortgage mm-hmm. and pay off the existing first mortgage. Right, right because they have to be in a first mortgage position. Right. But that's good because that means you no longer have a mortgage payment to pay. Right. So, so, so for instance, a surviving spouse that has a limited amount of income would pay off the mortgage and no longer have that payment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that reduces your monthly expenses, and now maybe your other income sources, Social Security and whatnot, now that might be sufficient to help Right. The person stay in the house and pay and, all their bills. And the reverse mortgage doesn't get paid off until down the road, correct? Right. Uh, you have the option to pay it off if you choose to. Let's say you finally decide you're going to live someplace else mm-hmm. and you sell the house. Then, like any other mortgage, you'd have to pay off the reverse mortgage when you sell the house. Right, yeah. Or in the event of your death, the reverse mortgage typically gets paid off within a six-month period of time, mm-hmm. but it can be as long as a year. Yeah. And um, so eventually that would get paid off. And sometimes people say, well, the house is my inheritance that I want to leave to my kids. Mm -hmm. So how do I solve that problem? Well, one of the things you can do is you can take out a reverse mortgage and use a small piece of the proceeds to buy a life insurance policy. Hmm. That's interesting. And we've done that a few times. And that means then when the person dies, there's a reverse mortgage to pay off, but mm-hmm. maybe now you have a life insurance policy that will pay off the reverse mortgage hmm. and the children end up getting the full value of the house oh, as an idea. inheritance. So I've done that a few times. We've done that a few times. And in, 
that can be very helpful to do. I'm sure that would only really be practical for a younger person. It doesn't work if somebody is is really much older. Um, It may not work if somebody is more than 75 years of age, for example. Mm -hmm. But um, in general, it will work for many, many people. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yep, we've done that uh, before. Here's another quotation from Tom Brady. I want to use my little collection of Tom Brady quotations that I culled out of the book. You never get over losses. I've never gotten over one loss I've had in my career. They always stick with me. Yeah. He's such a competitive guy. Very competitive, very disciplined. Yeah. Did you know that Tom Brady has always been the first person on the practice field on practice days? No, I didn't. Yep, like 5 o'clock in the morning he'd be Uh there practicing. Hmm. The first person every single time. Hmm. Disciplined. totally, totally disciplined. Yeah. Yep. And... um, it's kind of what you have to do when you think about it if you want to plan for retirement. Yeah. You have to have enough discipline to pay yourself first, put a little money aside from your paycheck every week. Mm-hmm. Start with anything. Start with $10, $25 a week. Yeah. Have it deducted out of your paycheck. Have it put into a retirement account. And you never have to think about it. But then you look at it a few years later and suddenly you've got an account you're building up for retirement. Yeah. You can do it at an older age. You can do it before retirement, but now you're going to have to put a lot more money aside Mm -hmm. in order to make up that difference. So don't wait. Don't wait. Absolutely don't wait. Um, Saving for retirement, saving for investment is not something you do suddenly. You don't suddenly have a huge amount of money. Most people don't Mm -hmm. and say, good, I'm going to invest this money. But if you do it gradually and slowly and regularly and um, every week on a disciplined basis, yeah. um, you will have a very comfortable retirement. Mm-hmm. The other thing you can do in retirement, of course, is work part-time. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a lot of clients that work part-time. When we come back from a brief break, we're going to be talking about working part-time, uh, having a gig um, business, and some other things to think about. So stay tuned. We're, we're going to come right back and give you a few more Tom Brady Quotations. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Welcome back to MoneyWise, ladies and gentlemen. What's in your retirement bucket, I wonder? What are your plans for retirement? What keeps you up at night thinking about can you afford to retire, can you not afford to retire? Well, my, my one answer to that would be basically there's always something you can do. There's always something we can show you that will improve your position, whether you're retired or getting ready to retire, or you wanna retire in five years or 10 years, there's always something that we can show you that will make your retirement much better. Mm -hmm. So just give us a call at USA Wealth Group at 508-998-8858, and we'll be happy to meet with you. There's no charge to sit down for initial consultation. If we can help you, we'll help you. If we can make other suggestions, we'll tell you some other things you need to do, like maybe have two jobs, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but welcome back to attorney Mike Coleman Thank also. You. Thank you. Joining us from Lancelot, Inc. So, Mike, we're talking a little bit about uh, some Tom Brady quotes, and I'll give you another Tom Brady quote to start out with. Okay. I just love working hard. I love being part of a team. I love working toward a common goal. Yeah. I've heard him say things like that before, that he just loves playing football and, you know, that's really what drives him. 
So here in New England, we are all hoping that he'll play a little bit longer and that he'll <laughs> continue to play with the Patriots. Yeah, yeah, I hope so. And I think he still has it. You know, I think he needs. I think so too. Yeah, he needs a couple receivers more good and, receivers out there. Yeah, yeah, but I think he can still play. Yep, I think so too. And uh, as he said, he never likes to lose. He hates to lose. Yeah. Well, he's won quite a bit. So. Yep. <laughs> no, he's got a phenomenal record, and we hope that he stays. But um, we don't like to lose either. We like to see uh, people in our office work as a team, and mm-hmm. we also work as toward a common goal. And our goal is to protect your family mm-hmm. and to protect your money. So today we're really focusing a little bit on Do you have enough money to retire? Can you afford to retire? So you need to know what your expenses are. You need to know what your income is going to be. If you don't have enough income, you need to do some things to say, well, what can I do? Should I work part-time? Should I figure out how to have a little business that I'll do on my own? Mm -hmm. I've had clients that have done everything from uh, being a massage therapist, Mm -hmm. and they were properly licensed and so forth. Yeah. And when they retired, they simply cut back on the number of clients, but they mm-hmm. continued to do it. Yeah. And um, so that was part-time income coming in. Hmm. Then after a while, it became physically difficult to continue to do that, yeah. so they gave that up. Mm-hmm. Um, I have an 85-year-old client who listens faithfully to the radio show who works on a part-time basis in Walmart. Yeah. So it's pretty common. Yeah. It is very common. Yeah. And Walmart doesn't discriminate on age. Nobody's supposed to anyways. Mm-hmm. Maybe you start a new career when you retire. Yeah. yeah. Maybe you do something you've always wanted to do, like mm-hmm. go play piano in a bar or something <laughs> like that. I have a 95-year-old client who still fixes cars. No he's kidding. Been, he's been doing it for, I don't know, 70 years now. He's still... He refuses to get a lift, to, so he still crawls under the cars to fix them at 95 years old. Wow. Well, good yeah. for him. I think that's part of staying young is staying active. Yep. Staying young, staying active, uh, enjoying <clears throat> what you do, and it's a challenge. I mean, I can't imagine what it would be like to have a couple who's worked all their lives, worked in a career, whatever they chose to do, retired and all of a sudden, they're sitting at home on the couch looking at each yeah. other all day. Gosh, that would be kind of depressing. <laughs> <laughs> One of them would get kicked out, I think. <laughs> yeah. Well, so working part-time is certainly a possibility, or self-employment. I wonder how many people have thought about doing other things in their life, but they can't. They're mm-hmm. just too busy with their job. Right. They get home at the end of a the day, they're tired, and by the time they eat and do whatever they do in the evening, yeah. uh, then they don't have time to do the other right. things that they would like to do. So maybe it's time to start a new career. One of the other questions we have to ask also, Mike, I guess is, do you expect to inherit money? Mm-hmm. Um, I know that many, many people listening would like to leave as much money as possible to the next generation. Yeah. It's harder to make a living today than it was 10 years ago and certainly 20 and 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. People who were working in the past, um, the cost of living was not the same as it is today. Mm-hmm. I've used the example a couple of times that the very first house that um, my wife, Tenny, and I bought, uh, we paid $21,700 for it. Hmm. It was a three-bedroom ranch, yeah. one-and-a-half bathrooms, and met a poisted on a half-acre lot, $21,700. Wow. And our combined income that year 
was about twenty-two thousand dollars. Wow! So the combined income was more than the cost of the house. Yeah, that's you don't hear about that these days. You can't do that today. No. no. Uh, today that house would be probably uh, three hundred and fifty thousand dollars, and you're not going to see a couple making a combined income of three hundred and fifty thousand buying that house. Right. Yeah, they would buy something else. So things cost a lot more. Look at what cars cost today. Mm-hmm. I mean, an average typical car, reasonably equipped cost more than the first house that I bought. Oh, yeah, definitely. So yeah. cost of living is, is much more difficult today, and, and therefore I think it's a goal for uh, parents and grandparents and older people to say, you know, we know it's tougher today to make a living, mm-hmm. and um, despite what everybody says about the economy, it's, it's tough. So if you're going to retire, um, the question is, do you expect to inherit money or have you just inherited money from the sale Mm-hmm. Uh, of, of, of something. Or, right, right. And that can be money you can use to live on. You can put that in various kinds of uh, income-producing things. It could mm-hmm. be a, a, a single premium immediate annuity. Mm-hmm. We don't do a lot of those unless okay. it's done for nursing home protection purposes. Do you have assets that you could sell? Um, I see a lot of people who will have their primary residence, but then they have a two or three family house, let's say, and they say, well, I have rental income coming in. Mm-hmm. And I've sat down on my whiteboard. No, that's not accurate. I haven't sat on my whiteboard. I've, <laughs> I've stood in front of my whiteboard okay. and showed them two columns and said, all right, so here's how much income you have coming in from rental income. Mm-hmm. And then this is what it is on an annual basis. And then what do you pay out for taxes? What do you pay for insurance? What do you pay for maintenance? Do you pay somebody to cut the grass? Let's subtract yeah. all the expenses. And then I'll say, when you do all that, this is your net income from this rental property. Yeah. Sure, it's lower say, than people think. Much lower. Then yeah. I say, what's the value of this house? Let's say it's $200,000 and your net income is $5,000 of rents mm-hmm. after all expenses. That's a 2.5% return on your money. Wow. And you still have all the work to do mm-hmm. and the maintenance and maybe you're better off if you sell the house, yeah. this rental property, and you could produce a lot more income from it than what you're getting mm-hmm. from the rental income on right. the house. Now's a good time to sell. Correct. Oh, yes, it is actually. So the thing is, sometimes you might want to do that analysis and say, well, I'm going to leave this house to my children so they can collect their rental income. Mm-hmm. Maybe they have full-time jobs. Yeah, do they want that responsibility? Maybe they don't want that, yeah. that house. Yeah. Maybe when you die and leave that house to them, they're going to just go out and sell it right. anyway. So right. it's another way you can create rental in or income for yourselves. Uh, reverse mortgages we've talked a little bit about. But the, the real issue is I wonder how many people actually sit down um, and think about this. Do you, do you actually sit down and calculate what your retirement income is going to be? Mm-hmm. I'm sure not many do. Not many do. No. There are some uh, new products that are available today um, in the financial industry, in the annuity business, and they're called uh, MIGAs, M-Y-G-A, Multi-Year Guaranteed Annuity. And that's another way you can generate money. Usually it's better than doing a single premium immediate annuity. Hmm. And with that kind of an asset, um, you can get a guaranteed return. so we've got a whole chart, for example, that says three-year, multi-year guaranteed annuities, four-year, five-year, six years, and you decide what term you want. And generally, the rates are going to be 
uh, higher than what you're going to get on any bank CD, for example. Hmm. Sometimes the shorter terms are comparable to banks. So a three-year, multi-year guaranteed annuity might produce 2.4%. A four-year would produce Mm -hmm. 2.75% return on investment. And you can set that up as an income stream. So you could take a lump sum out of the bank, put it into one of these products, and you can get a regular check deposited back into your checking account Hmm. to pay for your regular needs. And when you say guaranteed annuity, that means you're not going to lose the money. You won't lose the principal, and it's a guaranteed rate of return. Okay. And like I said, so a um, five-year, multi-year guaranteed annuity contract right now, uh, they'll pay 3.7%, 3.55%. Six years will pay a little higher, 3.8%. So these are things at least you ought to consider because it'll make your money go longer. It'll make your money last longer. And uh, thank you for handing me that copy because I'm not sure what I did with my copy. (laughs) So here's something else from Tom Brady. He said, too often in life, something happens and we blame other people for us not being happy or satisfied or fulfilled. So the point is we all have choices and we make the choice to accept people or situations or to not accept situations. Mm -hmm. But in the end, we're responsible for the kinds of things and the kinds of choices we make. Right, absolutely. You can choose to be positive in life life, or you can choose to be negative in life. Mm -hmm. You can choose to make investment decisions early or you can choose not to make investment decisions early. I think a lot of that comes from Giselle. I think she's a You good think so? In, yeah. Hadn't thought about that. Could be. <laughs> she's into, I think, like um, Buddhism and all that sort of hmm. acceptance of reality. Well, they're an interesting power couple. Definitely. Well, I think she makes more money than he does. Uh, she does. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the secret to success in retirement. Okay. <laughs> uh, have a very attractive person that you want to be with and make sure they make a lot of money. Yeah, I don't think they have to worry about retirement. No. I'm, I'm sure come. he could retire immediately and never have to work another day in his life. Cause, right. But you know what? He's worked for that. He's yeah. put the time in, he's put the effort, he's put the discipline. Absolutely. What was he, a sixth-round draft pick or something like 199th that? 199th pick overall. They, <laughs> had a, they had a thing on, on the television recently talking about him after the crushing season defeat, and um, they explained what he said when he first met um, uh, the owner, Bob Kraft. Bob Kraft, yeah. Bob Kraft said, you know, you're a sixth-round draft pick. Yeah. And he looked him right in the eye. Tom Brady looked Kraft right in the eye, and he said, I am the best single decision you have ever made yeah. for the future of this team. That's confidence. For That's you. confidence. Yeah. Uh, lots <laughs> of good words we could use about he, that one. He but, proved it. You know, he absolutely did prove it, yep. So we'd like to show you how to make a retirement income plan. It's not terribly difficult. doesn't take a huge amount of time. doesn't really cost any money. We'll give you the forms and the systems and the procedures to do that. Uh, we'll give you things to read and other things to think about. Basically, you need to have the effort yourself to sit down and analyze what are my assets and what are my income sources likely to be when I retire. And um, it's, it's complex, but it's not difficult. So it's, it's complicated in the sense that we need to know where's your money coming from. If you have 
um, a few years to go before you retire, then one of the things you ought to think about is how can you maximize your return between now and five or 10 years from now when you mm-hmm. plan to actually mm-hmm. retire? Yeah. One of the things I was going to mention was when you say maximize the return is you may want to get more um, sort of conservative in retirement and investing. If, Definitely. Yeah. You know, I always tell people when you're um, retired or close to retirement, you don't want to really take as much risk as what you had before. Mm-hmm. And the reason is it's just really very simple. It's common sense. If the stock market took a big hit and things are very unpredictable always, mm. you won't have the time to recoup your investment. Right. And it's all about time. So from 2008, when we had a major correction crash, if you want to call it that, in mm-hmm. this country, the market did come back, but it took 10 years. Yeah. And it wasn't until about 2018 when people were sort of back to even. Mm-hmm. That's 10 years when you haven't made any money during that time. Yeah, that's not good. And you don't necessarily have the time to recover if that happens. So we always tell people when you're retired or close to retirement, get more conservative. There's mm-hmm. lots of things you can do. So you don't want to risk your money. You don't want to lose your money. At the same time, there's things you can do to make more money. Mm-hmm. And we do a lot of that with deferred indexed annuities. Okay. Um, it's called a fixed deferred indexed annuity. The, the fixed portion means that your principal is protected and guaranteed. You're not going to risk mm-hmm. losing your principal. Right. The index portion refers to the fact that what you ultimately make is going to be based upon the performance of an index, mm-hmm. maybe like the S&P 500 index. Yeah. And the good news about all that is that there are a number of companies today, and we represent a number of them, that will provide actually an upfront bonus. There's a cost to that. There's always a cost to everything you do. Mm-hmm. We'll explain that to you. But it can sometimes give you the opportunity to do two things. One, remove the risk. Mm-hmm. And two, jumpstart the value of the investment by throwing this bonus on top of the account. Yeah. And then having that further compound. Mm-hmm. So the power of compounding is is really great. But most importantly, you need to plan that you're going to have a longer retirement mm-hmm. than your parents did. Yeah, um, That's just where we are today. We're living longer, medical advances. Um, my grandfather on my mother's side died, I think he was 53, mm-hmm. and he had a heart attack while he was shoveling snow. Oh, boy. But we didn't have EMTs and ambulance services and things like that. Yeah. So by the time they packed him in the car and got him to the hospital, he was gone. Jeez, and that's what happened then. Today we have all kinds of services available, monitoring mm-hmm. alarms. Yep. I'm wearing a watch on my wrist that tells me if my blood pressure has suddenly dropped huh. or if I fall over to the ground, it creates a shock in the phone and, someone and asks me if I'm okay. And if I don't respond, it calls 911. Wow, that's amazing. So yeah. So if you see me fall on the floor, you don't have to <laughs> don't do anything. Don't say that. <laughs> Somebody's, somebody's going to come. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so today we're living longer. You need to plan for at least 20 years in retirement. And it's fun to think that you're going to go out and do all these things you planned about. Um, but you're not. Yeah, yeah. And for most people, most people listening today, the issue is, am I going to have enough money to survive and get by? Mm-hmm. And that's what our real concern is. But the second major factor besides longevity and the fact that we're living longer is um, inflation. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. talked earlier about the first house that I bought. That's inflation. Yep. Inflation is silent. We don't think about it. We don't see it. 
you may go to the store and say, well, my grocery bill is larger than it was, you know, last year. Yeah. Costs are creeping up and right. they creep up on everything that we buy. Yeah. Yeah. And incomes typically don't keep pace with inflation, mm-hmm. including retirement income. Um, market volatility. I, I think most people would be feeling really sad and really upset and really scared yeah. if they had money uh, and mutual funds in the stock market and something bad happened. And that's what they were counting on for their retirement. Yeah. yeah. I do. Ha- I have seen people who, um, you know, men who have done all their own investing over many years mm-hmm. and now they're older and they don't want to stop doing it. So they continue right. to have their assets and stocks and mm-hmm. it's not a good idea. Um, but they're sort of stubborn. Well, and what I do in that kind of a situation often is I'll say to people, well, if you enjoy this and it's fun and it's a mental challenge for you and you think you're knowing what you're doing, mm-hmm. why don't you keep a smaller portion right. in the market? Yeah. And they say, well, all these other things have done so well, I've made so much money. Well, then maybe it's time to harvest those gains yeah. and take the gains that you've made and put them into something else. Mm-hmm. Of course, we need to look at the tax implications of doing that. Mm-hmm. But the, the bottom line is that um, you need to have a plan. Mm-hmm. You need to know what your goals are. You need to know, are you going to have enough income in retirement or are you not going to have enough income? Yeah. And if you don't think you are or you're concerned about that, then the new reality today is you really need to think about sitting down and let's create an actual retirement plan. Yeah. So going back to that inflation discussion, there's a thing here saying if you use only a 2% inflation rate um, in 25 years, you would need $82,000 to purchase something that costs 50000 today. So okay. it's a $32,000 difference. So I look at the rate of inflation a lot. Right now it's 1.9%. Yeah. That means if you are in an investment that's making you 2% mm-hmm. and the rate of inflation is 1.9%, yeah. you're making one-tenth of 1%. Yeah, you're basically breaking really even. Yeah, you're not, you're not accumulating or growing anything. Right. So inflation is definitely a silent killer. Market volatility, if you have plenty of time to recuperate, um, it's good for younger people or mm-hmm. who people who are, have lots of money and don't mind risking some of it. Right. Um, Most people don't have um, assets. I mean, a lot of people have just bank accounts that aren't earning anything. Sure. Really. So they're they're losing money with and, inflation. And occasionally we see it under the mattress as well. Yep. And the last thing I'd like to mention, ladies and gentlemen, when it comes to retirement planning, for gosh sakes, you've got to have your, your will, your trust, your power of attorney, yeah. your health care proxy. You've got to have those documents in place and kept updated. Right. And give attorney Mike Coleman a call at... 508-998-8800, and uh, he'd be more than happy to help protect you. Yep. We offer free consultations, so anyone who wants to come in can come in. We sit down for an hour or two hours, and we can discuss what's best for you. So give us a call. So the reality today is that we're living longer. It's costing us more money mm-hmm. to live. Mm-hmm. We're not making as much on our investments as people think. Mm-hmm. We need to get more conservative as we get older. And I believe that everybody should take a little bit of time and just sit down and figure out what's the best plan for me, what are my best options so that I can survive in retirement, I can thrive in retirement. And do a budget. Yeah. Yeah. 
Those are, those are free. <laughs> yeah, that's we'll, right. <laughs> we won't fill it out for you, but we'll show you how to fill it out. That's right. So take some actions, ladies and gentlemen. Um, we do appreciate your listening every week. Um, our goal in our offices are very simple. We want to protect your family. Mm-hmm. We want to protect your money. Right. And we've got lots and lots of ways that we can show you how to do that. So make this a new year. Make this a time that your vision is going to be 2020. Yeah. That's a good idea. The not new just year, the year. <laughs> right? You know, I can't believe it's 2020. It's well, amazing. Wait until it's 2030 and 2040 <laughs> and 2050. <laughs> yeah. So I've I've given some thought over the years to how long I expect to live. I won't um, put it down in writing anywhere, okay. but I I hope to live into my 90s. Good, good. And I hope to be active and productive. And yeah, yeah. I've started uh, re-energizing my exercise program again. Good. Good. And um, it's important in the winter. A lot of people sort of get lazy in the winter. But that's yeah. A good well, thing. I have an exercise, an indoor exercise bike. It didn't cost me a whole lot of money, and I have it in a place. It's good. got a TV in front of it, so I can nice. zone out and watch the morning news as I do my exercise bike. That sounds good. Good stuff to do. Good. But uh, do something for your family, ladies and gentlemen. Do something for yourself. Uh, we have only one life. Yeah. And make it the best that you can. And thank you, as always, for listening. Mike, thank you for being with us. Thank you.